Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse who oddly enough has no kids, yet a huge passion for informing and empowering women on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me every week as we dive in to all things prenatal, postnatal, birth, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Today, I am so excited to have Helen on the podcast. Helen is a doula and the founder of Aussie Doula, which is an agency of doula that provides doula care to women. They do some prenatal work, labor and delivery support, of course, and then also some postpartum work and some placenta encapsulation. So I'm so excited to have Helen on the podcast. I have been wanting to have a doula on just to share their perspective of labor, delivery, birth, all of that. And she's honestly the first person I thought of and just somebody who is very well known and respected in the birthing community community in our area. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode of me and Helen really just diving into what a doula is, what a doula does, what doula care provides and looks like. Um, and then, you know, also just some, some little bonuses on placenta encapsulation. And if you can still have a doula with a C-section and all those good things. So make sure that you listen to this entire episode. And I really think that you are going to enjoy it and it's going to provide you with so much value and information on what it looks like to hire a doula. And you know, if a doula is right for you. So we have Helen from Aussie Doula here with us, and I'm so excited to finally get you on the podcast. I've been wanting to chat with the doula and just, you know, get your perspective on birth and especially with COVID right now and just have you kind of tell us about what a doula does. And you were the first person I had in mind. Honestly, I had a patient one time tell me that you were a hot commodity in the birth <laughs> world. Uh, yeah, so she did. She said you were, she said you were a hot commodity. Um, so yeah, welcome on to the podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me here. We've been trying to do this for a while, but we finally got a chance to get connected. So I'm glad to be here. Yes, I'm so excited. So if you want to start off just telling us um, how you kind of got into dual work and, you know, how long you've been doing this, um, that'd be great. Okay. Well, I became a doula uh, very unofficially um, about nine years ago when a friend said, would you be my doula? And I said, I don't know what a doula does, but I'll look it up. And when I looked up on YouTube of all places, I discovered that I'd been doing it for about 10 years beforehand. So I served her in her birthing time and we had a fantastic uh, journey. And then I was hooked after that. So I got certified not long after that and started serving clients about six months after that. Wow. So how long total have you been, you know, practicing as a doula, would you say, even including the unofficial time? Unofficially about 20 years and officially about eight years. Wow, that's amazing. So what exactly is a doula and specifically, you know, between differentiate between like a doula and a midwife? Because I feel like that is something that a lot of people kind of get confused on is um, what exactly a doula does. Right. Well, the main thing that people ask me is, oh, you're like a midwife, right? And I say, no, I'm not a midwife. I'm a doula, which is there's a lot of difference between the two. But if you had to say in one sentence, and I like to say, a midwife is belly button down and a doula is belly button up. So we don't actually catch the baby. We're not medical professionals, but we're there for your emotional support, your physical support, and your caring throughout the, the course of your pregnancy. We're there for your emotional support as a main, main thing and uh, to help guide you through. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, how does it? How does that look right now with COVID as far as, you know, being a doula and working in that space? Um, well, right now it's in, in our city, it's a little bit of a mixed bag because we are having to go into some of our birth settings 
virtually because we were unable to go into the hospital. They were only allowing one support person, which is usually dad. Um, so in that case, we are doing virtual care with the family. And what that looks like is we will go on much, you know, like we're doing now. We go on to a call, we go on to Skype, texting and all that kind of communication. Um, in early labour, we would come to the client and then when they have to go into the hospital, we go on to a virtual world. And then in other hospitals in our city, we are actually going into the hospital. So... Um, my team is credentialed to go into the hospital right now, so we're able to serve our families in person. So we're enjoying that. So we're able to do both, you know, whatever the family is, wherever the hospital is, we accommodate to that family. Right, so you either, you know, if the hospital's allowing it, you're able to go in and physically support a laboring woman, both physically and emotionally, and then some hospitals that aren't, you're having to more so do it over things like Zoom and the phone and kind of, um, guide them through labor that way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to be honest, I didn't think it would work very well, but it actually has worked out really well for the families who are uh, using us virtually. So dads are like, well, I was kind of upset that you're not actually going to be able to be there physically with us. But when you're there virtually, you're still there with us, guiding us in what to do. But I'm the guy that has to step up. So I look even better to my wife. So right. <laughs> That's worked out really well. So what does it mean exactly when you say you support clients physically and emotionally throughout labor? Okay. Well, I have, um, I like to say that we as doulas support our families um, with our head, with our heart and with our hands. So what that looks like uh, would be um, with our head, with our education that we have for our clients. We are a great resources resource for things along the course of your pregnancy, um, your birth, and then after. So we can give you resources. We help you not go down the rabbit hole of all the information and the information that you would get on the internet. That gets a lot of mums worried. So we like to kind of head that off and give you the correct um, education and guide you in the right direction. Um, our hearts, we have that emotional connection. Now, our emotional connection to the birthing process is very intimate because we're so used to it. It's very, it's a happy place for us. It's somewhere we feel very comfortable. So we can help you again with your emotional state to alleviate any anxiety that you may have along the courses of course of your pregnancy. And then of course, in that um, laboring time that you're having. So a lot of the time we are, uh, we help you to read the room and see what's going on with the situation. So if you can see us as doulas as being very calm in that situation, you may be going through something when you as the birthing mum and the dad can see that we're not worried about anything, that helps you to relax and to alleviate any issues and um, problems that you may feel that are in that time. So we explain everything that's going on as it's happening. Um, things are hard, but we say, yes, things are hard, but you're doing it and this is, this is something that you can do and we're there to help you through this. And then physically which is a very large aspect of what we do. We are there using our hands, using our education, using our hearts together to physically help you with what you're looking for in that, in that birthing time. Um, we can help you with natural methods of helping you uh, with our hands. So that could be um, hip squeezes, different positional changes in birthing time, 
So every birth is a little bit different and we tailor it to what you're going, going through at that specific time. Um, also, you know, when to do things, when to change positions. So we like to say that uh, water is Mother Nature's epidural. So in the course of your labouring, if you're having a hard time, we may say, hey, you know, it might be a good time to get you in the bath or get you in the shower um, and maybe guide Dad to um, do some counter pressure or anything that uh, that mum needs at that time. So together, the, the head, the heart and the hands um, covers the educational, emotional and physical aspects of, of what we do for you as a doula. Yeah, awesome. That's great. And just to clarify for people who, you know, might be unsure, um, a doula is not provided through the hospital. So, you know, people do have to seek you out on their own um, and hire you separately. I think I have had, you know, people ask if the hospital provides a doula. And I just want to clear that up that you do have to... Um, you know, seek out a doula service and hire them kind of separately and outside of what your hospital or your OBGYN practice or midwife practice will most likely provide to you. Yes, that's absolutely right. Unfortunately, we are not covered by insurance at this time, um, but most of our uh, families come a lot of times from the providers, from the OBs and the midwives themselves in the hospital setting because they realise that we are very much an enhancement to the process of you um, birthing. And um, so at the moment we are not covered, but we can sometimes, my clients are able to use health savings account and flex spending account, um, but at this time we, we still unfortunately are not, not covered by any kind of uh, insurance. Yeah, that's great. And um, I know we kind of touched on like, you know, you said um, the midwife is kind of belly button down. They do more of the medical side of actually delivering and repairing and everything like that as far as labor and delivery. Um, and a doula, you know, is, is the upward side, the, the head, the hands, the heart, and just to kind of add in also differentiating between, you know, a doula and a nurse. Um, I do find that sometimes being a labor and delivery nurse, there can be, um, you know, a little bit of conflict, I feel like with, and I don't know if you feel this from your side, um, but between some nurses and doulas just on, you know, um, more so the, the mixing of the roles in a way. So, you know, a nurse, as a labor and delivery nurse, I'm hired through the hospital, um, you know, to labor a woman. I'm supposed, yes, I do, I do provide, you know, that head, hands, heart care as well, being a labor and delivery nurse. Um, not every labor and delivery nurse will be, you know, so inclined to provide that, um, that really, I feel like that heart and the hands care and everything like that. So that's where, you know, um, hiring a doula outside of just relying on your labor and delivery nurse, especially if you want to have a natural unmedicated birth can be so beneficial because when you go into the hospital to deliver, you might have a great nurse who, you know, maybe can act almost like a doula who is going to support you naturally, who's going to stay in your room and labor with you and support you, you know, emotionally and physically and really empower dad to, um, you know, be a part of that experience. But that's where hiring a doula is, is, so important because if you really you know want that birthing um, that that birthing experience it's the luck of the draw when you get to the hospital if you're going to get a nurse right. who's going to accommodate that because not all of them want to do that not every labor yes. delivery nurse enjoys natural I'll be real they don't enjoy natural patients sometimes or you know they don't they just might they might not even have the staff to have a nurse in there to labor you so hiring a doula is so important because you know this person, you already have the emotional connection, they've seen you throughout your pregnancy and you know that they're going to be there to provide you that care during labor and delivery. Um, so, you know, 
a nurse's role can also be somewhat of what a doula does if they have the training and the desire to, but it is not always. Um, and, you know, nurses are, are much more on that medical side as well. You know, same with the midwife. We don't try to deliver babies. Sometimes it happens. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we provide more of the medical care. So we're, we're you know, managing your IV poles, managing our equipment following protocols, orders, things like that, um, where the doula is really just able to focus on solely you. They don't have the, um, they don't have the mixed attention to all the medical equipment and the medical needs like a nurse does. Um, right. So I hope that kind of explains the difference between all three roles. Cause I feel like people really do get confused between a midwife, a doula and, you know, their labor and delivery nurse as far as what they do. Right. I, I like to feel like we're kind of a, a Venn diagram and we all intersect at certain times, um, you know, coming into, you know, we're not, we're not medical professionals and we don't try to be or unless, you know, I'd say a good doula does not try to um, mimic or do anything that you as a nurse or the midwife would do. We're not there for that role. Um, we're coming into your birth space. This is your office. So we have to be very cognizant and respectful of the space that we're in. I tell all of my doulas that work with me, you know, don't touch any buttons. That's not our responsibility, you know, to do that. Um, and also with your having a doula in the room, the nurses, as you know, uh, often you have multiple patients. So you're not always in the room with your patients so um, as I remember being a first-time mum having my first daughter I was worried that when the nurse left the room and we were left alone for many hours I was thinking gosh what if the baby just falls out and you know <laughs> I think first right. time I think that so having that person there as a continuity of care um, they don't necessarily have to even be doing anything but they're they're just in the room with you and allowing you to labor um, with you and your partner together can just allow them to relax and go into that birthing time very organically very naturally and they they don't have the the anxiety so um, usually the births will go much more smoothly because they have that emotional support um, with them in the room Right. Yeah. And I, I personally, you know, as a nurse, I love having, I love when my patients have doulas. I, I completely think that they are, you know, such a important aspect of, of the labor team, of the birth team. And honestly, in a way, it, it makes your job a little bit easier. You have somebody else there to help you almost with that, with that patient. You have another brain who's thinking patient-centered care as much right. as I am as a nurse who's thinking, okay, what should we do next? How should we turn her? How should we position her? What's the next, you know, and as much as we say, you guys aren't medical professionals, you know so much about the medical field. Sorry, no, we know a lot of, uh, you know, positional things and things like that. I love the relationship that I have with um, nurses. You know, you asked me how, how our relationship is. I think it's excellent because I think, like you said, the nurses enjoy us being in that space too because we work together as a team. The family's always really enjoy the fact that we enjoy being together and we are a team and we have different roles but they do intersect and we really can can uh, use each other's energy help each other out hey should have we done a has has mum gone to the bathroom Let, let's get you up to the bathroom or hey let's let's uh, change the pad underneath her or let's let's roll her over or do what we need to do so together I think it's really lovely to to have the doula the nurse and the midwives or doctors working together 
Yes, I completely agree. It, it does make a very good, well-rounded team. Like you said, we all kind of intersect yet have our own areas of specialty and it really does kind of help cover all the bases. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what does it look like exactly when somebody hires you or, you know, one of your, um, one of your doulas through Aussie doula? Do you now, obviously, you know, in a hospital that allows it, you go there and support them throughout labor, but you know, do you get, do you see them prenatally? Um, do you see them postpartum? How does that kind of work, you know, with your specific um, company? Right. Well, um, you know, I have an agency model. Um, a lot of doulas have their own, you know, individual practices, but I have an agency model or practice model where I have a number of doulas that work with me and each doula is allocated to a specific client. Um, the nice thing about having the team is that if for any reason the doula is not able to go to the family, she will be allocated a doula um, immediately for that family. So that family does have that continuity of care. Um, we haven't had that happen very often at all, um, but it is nice to know from the, the patients and the client's view that this is um, something that they don't have to worry about, not having their doula um, turn up for them. So what that looks like with my, with my practice is um, once we are hired, whether it's from eight weeks or you know earlier when mum does her test and gives us a call, um, or it's 36 weeks, which just happened recently, um, we're there to serve you in whatever capacity you need. So we're there as an ear, we're there as a resource for you along the way. So if you go to your provider and, um, you know, want to just kind of discuss what went on with your, uh, with your appointment, we can do that with you. Um, officially, we get together at a 36-week appointment. I mean, we meet before then and we have relation before then, but we get together at 36 weeks in the um, client's home where we do a birth planning session. So I know you, Jennifer, as a labour and delivery nurse, like very succinct, easy um, uh, birth plans that come in. Uh, we do something very, very simple for mum and dad. So as as well as doing the birth plan, we do all of the tips and tricks with you. We give you tools that you can use in early labour so that before we come to you in your labouring time, you and your partner have things that you can do together. Dads often like a manual of what to do in labour, so we pretty much make you a manual of what we can, you know, what you can do together before we would come to you and, um, you know, give you tips and tricks like what does early labour look like? When does your doula come to you? Um, when do we call you? All those kinds of things. So we uh, cover all those questions for you in that, in that uh, two-hour time that we come to you and then when you go into labor we come to you when you're in an active labor pattern which we discuss in the in the birth planning session and we stay with you until your baby is born and then we help you um with breastfeeding if you're going to be somebody who's uh, going to be nursing your babies and then after that we uh, we come back to you within a few days to a few weeks after the baby is born and we just kind of go over your birthing process we review any anything that you went over uh, in your birthing time uh, that you want to discuss um, my my um, company does take photos for you and we put them into a little timeline video for you. And I always say that's the only time I want to make you cry is when you watch your, your birth video. So we do that for you. And then uh, we also have a uh, Facebook group called Helly's Bellies. I like puns, so <laughs> we have Helly's Bellies. And um, 
that's a great resource for our birthing families. We have over 350 mums on that group right now. And it's just a really safe space to talk about um, anything within your realm of uh, pregnancy, birth or postpartum period. And we, after hopefully after all of the COVID situation comes down, we would love to get back into having uh, our monthly meetups, which we used to do, but are not able to do right now. But uh, we do a Zoom monthly call as well with our family. So we're very much into the experience of not just your um, pregnancy and birth time, but taking care of you as basically your uh, your tribe or your um, your village uh, around your, your birthing time and hopefully for years to come after that. So we're very yeah. proud of what we built here. Yeah, I love how you um, how you said, you know, you guys offer a tribe and a community. I think that is so important and that really is, um, you know, what differentiates um, your practice is just that, you know, you do offer that that Facebook group and like you said, you know, the monthly meetings and right now, you know, you're still doing those Zoom calls, um, you know, so I, I just think that that is such an important aspect because everybody knows, I mean, even postpartum, it, it can be hard. Um, some people, you might have a little bit more of a traumatic birth. You might have a little bit heavier of the postpartum blues or depression. So I think that that's such an amazing resource to offer a community through, you know, a Facebook group and even in person for women to connect postpartum who all have a lot in common. I mean, especially seeking out doula care, that is something that all those women have in common and can just relate and talk. I think that that community aspect of, of what you do is so important. Well, thank you. And I, and I actually, it's funny because I started it basically for selfish reasons. I didn't want to not see our families after we'd done our postpartum visit. I was like, gosh, I don't want to just see you in two years when you're pregnant again. I really want to see how you're doing. So I started the Facebook group and organically it just became really popular and the mums really enjoyed having that community. So I'm really glad that uh, it has continued on and, and been so successful and we've been, um, you know, really been able to help these mums in the community um, you know, with their emotional support and their physical support as well. So I think it's the whole package. Yeah. So I know we kind of touched on what a doula does throughout labor support. So how does that work if a patient wants, wants to get an epidural? Because we talked more on the natural side. So basically my question is, if a patient wants an epidural, should they still hire a doula? And then also what about for cesarean sections? What does doula care look like for a patient who might even have a scheduled cesarean section for you know, a repeat C-section or baby's breach or something like that. Right, absolutely. And I'm glad you touched on that because that's a question that we have sometimes folks will reach out and say, well, I would really like to hire a doula, but oh, I'm sorry, I, I think I might want an epidural at some point. So I, I, I really like to reassure them that, you know, don't be apologetic about what you want in your birthing time. Um, we as doulas should not have a philosophy or an agenda at your birth because this is not our birth. And even if you do um, have a idea of what you want or a goal, which I think is fantastic for people to have a goal, but you may change your mind down the line. So a lot of our families say, you know, I'm, I would really like a natural birth, but I, I know my limits and I think maybe at some point I might want to have an epidural or others say, you know what, I know that I'm going to want an epidural at some point. Is that okay? Absolutely. This is your birth and this is your time. So we will support you um, equally uh, whether you want um, a natural um, a natural birth or you do want some pain management. So, you know, as you know, um, Jennifer, 
pain management doesn't just mean epidural. So there are different ways that, you know, families can have that through, whether that be through narcotics, through their um, nitrous oxide, whether they want to have an epidural or whatever. Um, we are there to support you. Um, I like to say we want you to have um, an emotionally supported journey and we don't have an agenda on what that looks like or a philosophy on what that looks like. So, you know, we're not there to another thing. We're not there to ad advocate for you. Um, a lot of doulas say, you know, we're advocates for you, but we're not advocating for you. But we can remind you if we've talked prenatally about what you really want in your birthing time, um, we can remind you. So maybe a mum wanted to have delayed cord clamping and um, the doctor was going to cut it quickly after delivery. We could just say, hey, so-and-so, would you still like to wait um, on that cord clamping? So then we're putting the um, focus on the family rather than us as doulas telling the doctors or providers what to do. So I think that's really important as well. Yes, I like that. I, um, I agree with that. It's more so like empowering you to advocate for yourself in a way. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and in answer to your question with the cesareans, we are absolutely able to support families in cesarean um, births as well. So um, not necessarily everybody who hires a doula originally thinks or chooses to have a cesarean, but sometimes, like you say, maybe babies turn breech. So um, in that case, we work with uh, different practitioners, maybe chiropractors, acupuncturists, um, alternative folks who can help with that. Uh, and if that is not successful and baby doesn't um, turn into a position, we will absolutely support the family. So we do actually a lot of uh, pre um help before you know if that's the case that mum has to have an epidural I mean have to has to have a c-section so I did have a situation where I had a family where we did all the things but for whatever reason baby was not deciding to to turn so we had a, a scheduled c-section um, scheduled and we went over what that looked like and in the meantime the night before she went into labor so we went to the hospital and she actually got to have a trial of labor so she got all those wonderful hormones in her body beforehand and uh, we waited until the morning and we were able to go in and uh, support her with her c-section take photographs and have a fantastic birth with the family and mum said you know this was not the birth that I chose but I feel really positive about the whole thing so we will support you in a positive way no matter what you choose or whatever nature chooses for you yeah that's awesome I like that um you know even if you are having a scheduled cesarean section that doula care is still something that you can have I I do think a lot of people think well I'm just going in and having a c-section you know I don't need it um but it's even the aspect you know of the support that you get um, not even just in labor, but even prenatally in that postpartum support that you get, that is really important and a key part of, you know, hiring a doula that offers that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes people um, feel like their birth is looked at as, as less than because it is um, a cesarean section or we, we like to call it a belly birth, you know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, but it, it isn't, you know, you've still birthed your baby. It's just in a different way and you still need support through that process. Right. I love that. Um, and I think my last question really is, I know that you do do um, some placental encapsulation and I definitely want to get you on and just do a whole podcast, like diving really deep into, you know, exactly like why, why some people choose to do it, what that process looks like, how you do it, benefits, everything like that. 
But if you would just briefly touch on kind of what placental encapsulation even is, because I feel like some people have not even heard of that. Exactly. Yes. Well, before I heard about it, I, you know, I had not done it with any of my children. It has become much more popular, and I would say in the maybe the past ten years. Um, and when I first heard about it, I was kind of grossed out. I'm sure a lot of people are like, ooh, that doesn't sound very palatable. But when I started to see the results that my clients had with um, doing their placenta encapsulation, I decided to look into it a little bit further and um, do, a, do a training on it. And I've found that it's been really, really helpful to, to my families um, that have decided to do it. I would say probably about 65% of my families uh, do do placenta encapsulation. And I have not had one person say that I wish I hadn't done this, but I've had a few who wish said that oh, I wish I had done it because I did have a bit of uh, issues afterwards. So um, I do the traditional Chinese method of encapsulation. There's a couple of methods to do it, but um, I do it. Uh, there's a raw, a raw method and there is a cooked method, and I do the cooked method where it is steamed with ginger and lemon. It is uh, dehydrated overnight, so it basically becomes like a, a jerky, and then it's pulverized into pill form and then popped into a capsule. So by the time you birth your placenta, um, and then usually within 24 to 48 hours after that, it comes back to you in a very palatable form in a lovely little jar. And, um, you know, you get that and can start to get the benefits of that. So um, those benefits are, so basically, once your body has released the placenta, you know, you're not getting those hormones that you are getting when you were pregnant. So it takes about three weeks, I think, to go back for your body to go back into homeostasis. After you know we start the, the process, um, you get that back within 48 hours. So your body produces prolactin, um, all of the hormones that you're going to be getting you know, from your placenta are not, you don't have them anymore. So you bring them back in via the pill form. So the placenta helps with, or placenta pills help with your emotional, stability um, it can help with um, if you have postpartum depression which we don't like to really I never really bring that up too much because you know people get scares people but there is definitely an emotional um, change after you've had your baby so for those first three weeks after you have the baby if you can take those pills it just allows the transition from being pregnant to not being pregnant much smoother and a much easier transition so like I said my families have been very happy with um with what they've done with their placenta pills and a lot of them are very sad when they have um finished them sorry I'm definitely yeah, that, uh, a believer in the in the power of uh, the placenta yeah that's definitely kind of how I um always understood it in like a very simple form is basically like you said you're kind of um replacing what you've lost you know through losing the placenta and all the hormones you're kind of replacing that in a way that more slowly eases your body out of having all those hormones instead of you know just exactly having your baby and having that dramatic big shift and drop taking those placenta pills kind of helps um to, you know, mitigate that big drop in hormones that you do experience that can cause, you know, the mood changes, the emotional changes, um, and all of that. Yeah, I like to give the example of if you go cold turkey from drinking coffee, and then maybe you have a couple of sips a day, that's kind of like the, um, 
analogy that I like to use. You know, you're getting a little bit of what you need um, without having to go through the withdrawals of, of not not having it anymore. So it works. <laughs> you know, I would say that if you are thinking about hiring a doula, look for your doula early because I think that a lot of people are now realizing the benefits of having us in your birth space and um, you know a lot of times people will reach out and, and the doulas are already booked. I'm not sure of uh, where everybody's listening from but I know there are some areas that have a lot of doulas and some that don't so for those people that don't have a lot of doulas in their area seek them out early make your um, relationship you know have a have an early relationship and um, really use her for for all of her knowledge for all of her emotional support she is there as I like to say an anxiety vacuum for you she's a warm blanket on a cold night and she's all of the superlatives that you can think of to to help you have a really positive um, affirming birth time yeah I love that well I think that we covered a lot and like I said I would love to you know have you back and record more podcasts on more in-depth topics um, so if anybody has anything that they would you know love for me and Helen to talk about as you know perspective of a nurse and a doula definitely um, send me an Instagram message and we will try to do that for you I definitely want to have you back to like I said dive into placental encapsulation I think that that is a very hot topic right now and something that a lot of people are you know interested in just learning more about um, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast I really enjoyed having you and hearing from you and just hearing about you know what a doula is and what everything that a doula can offer to a birthing woman well you are very welcome and thank you so much for having me I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Helen from Aussie Doula. And I'm going to apologize right now for my audio on the last two podcasts where I've done interviews. I'm trying to get it right. I'm trying not to have to use my big mic because, you know, I'm doing over Zoom right now, especially with COVID. And I hate having this like mic in the way and in the camera and in my face. So I tried to use it without headphones. I tried to do it, you know, with just like AirPods. And I'm just really trying to get it right. So I sincerely apologize for how terrible my audio sounds. Bear with me while I figure it out and really, you know, get it right. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it provided you with value and information on doula care. And as always, you can find me over on Instagram at what the bump podcast. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a couple other podcast sites. You can find Helen over on Instagram at Aussie Doula, A-U-S-S-I-E Doula. And over on her Instagram, you know, she posts tons of content from births and um, from her doula work. And then she also has her website over there in her bio where you can connect with her if, you know, getting a doula is something that you are interested in. If you live in the Charlotte, North Carolina market, she is definitely here to provide care to you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next week to talk more about The Bump. And of course, I know you all probably know this, but I have to add it in. I make every effort to broadcast correct information through this podcast, but I am still learning so much. So I am in no way providing medical advice through this podcast, just sharing the things that myself and others have experienced or learned. Make sure to consult your physician before taking anything from this podcast and changing your health. This applies to any guests or contributors that I also have on this podcast. Thank you, and I will see you next week.